Welcome back to the Coffee and Combos podcast, where the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and before I get today's episode started, did you notice anything new? I am so excited about our new theme music produced by DJ of Sounds by DJ. You'll find his info linked down in the show notes where you could find more of his work. I just feel like we're elevating Coffee and Combos one step and one episode at a time and this music is seriously the perfect vibe for this show so I hope you enjoy it because you'll be hearing a lot more of it in today's episode we're chatting with Celestine Favros she's a multi-talented entrepreneur whose talents lie in the digital landscape producing incredible web design work for her clients through Celestine Designs. And she also thrives in the physical space, creating beautiful succulent pieces through her newfounded venture, Euflora. We chat about all the things, especially the journey of becoming an entrepreneur. After reaching the milestone of a year in business, we chat about defining what is enough and knowing you're enough, building your own community, understanding there is space for everyone to thrive, and finding fulfillment through the path of least resistance. Grab your coffee or your favorite way to keep yourself fueled for the day, and let's get this conversation started. So excited for you to be here, Celeste. Thank you so much for inviting me to come to your podcast, girl. Absolutely. I feel like this has been a long time coming because I've known you for such a long time now. First on the internet and then in real life shortly after. And you've just been such an amazing like person to connect with and grow with, especially in the last year. Thanks, girl. I feel like you and I kind of have had a lot of seasons, you know, different mm-hmm. seasons between us. And we were friends online when I was in Philly. And then you were one of my first friends here when I moved to San Diego. And now we're working together. And now we're here on this podcast. Yeah. Well, Celeste, you already briefly mentioned that you're from Philly. So I'd love for you to share more of your story and what brings you here in San Diego and what you're doing now. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll just go back the beginning. Um, I was actually born and raised in the Philippines and I immigrated to the United States when I was 16. Um, And after that, I was in Philly for 10 years and then made the move out here. And now I've been in San Diego for five. So when I first connected with you, you were blogging which was so cool because I feel like back then it was important for me to find other like like-minded women who are also Filipino and who are like interested in connecting with one another. And I didn't really find that, but I don't know how I stumbled across your page and how we just were like rooting for each other online. (laughs) And then I remember you shortly after um, ended up moving all the way here in San Diego. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's going to be here. And then you ended up working at like one of my favorite coffee shops, West Bean. And you've been there for such a long time. And then now you're in this new season of being a freelance web designer, 
which is so cool because I feel like you've worked so hard to get to this point and create this life for yourself. And I think it's even more awesome that you're engaged to one of my best friends, Max Pete. So shout out to him and shout out to you and just like creating this beautiful experience and, you know, taking your situation when you first moved here. I'm sure this is not where you expect it to be, but I love to hear more about like that transition of coming from like a full-time management job and really having to work with a lot of people at one time to only working to yourself and kind of working for yourself and creating this new lifestyle and how that transition has been. Yeah. Um, So I was working in coffee for quite a few years. And when I moved to San Diego, I actually, I moved out here without a job prospect. And Mm. like the first week that I got here, um, I came across West Bean and I was in between uh, working here in San Diego or possibly like moving out to LA and working for Stumptown out there, which I'm really, really happy that I didn't take that offer. Um, And the coffee community has just been so, so wonderful to me. I've always thought, well, I had a dream that I wanted to have my own coffee shop you know, mm. and kind of like merge all of the things that I love. And I wanted it to be like a greenhouse, like you get to enjoy coffee in there, but feel like you're outside in like a garden and there's going to be plants and like a co-working space up top. Um, but I've since diverted. And now, like you said, I'm working for myself. And the transition was really interesting because after managing people, I think that was when I realized that it really wasn't for me. Mm. And as much as I enjoy being in leadership roles, um, managing other people, I was just really emotionally invested in their lives too. And it was hard for me to enforce certain things or like, you know, crack the whip because like, hey, I know this person has two kids or Mm. this person has another job and is like really just trying to make it work. And... So that took a lot out of me emotionally. Um, and in as much as I wanted to stay in coffee for a longer time, it wasn't sustainable anymore at that point. Um, and I wanted to leave on a high note. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the burnout, you know, burnout phenomenon. And I really was looking to start my own thing. And it ended up not being coffee, actually. Um, <laughs> which was totally not what I had expected uh, things were going to go. But before I moved to San Diego, I was freelancing for a little bit part-time. I had a business partner. She's amazing. Shout out to Melissa Alum. I don't know where you are in the world, girl, but hope you're listening to this and know that I love you. Aw, love her. Um, She's amazing, and she's doing great. And um, from there, I kind of really said, hey, like, what am I, what do I want to do now with my life? Now that I'm kind of at this crossroads of, do I keep going? Do I just go to another shop? Do I travel? Um, And really was, it was a really introspective time, like trying to figure out like what I was really good at, like how could I be most useful and Mm -hmm. most helpful to other people? Right. Um, And so I picked back up on the web design at that point. And I had been a little rusty. (laughs) I think it was like five years 
in between. Um, but now working for myself, it's it poses different challenges, obviously, because yeah. I'm not managing other people anymore, but I really need to manage myself. Mm. And that was a lot of learning and discovery and, you know, shaping myself up, basically. Absolutely. And I want to congratulate you because you finally hit one year of working for yourself, which is amazing. And you started a new venture. I did. Which I absolutely love because you have such a way with plants and plant life that it just seems like such a natural fit. What you were talking about earlier, opening up your own coffee shop and having that kind of greenhouse experience, you kind of bring that at a smaller scale and a little bit more personal to like your clients and your customers and those that you want to gift it to. And I'll let you introduce it because it's your baby, but please <laughs> let us know, like, what is the new project you're working on? Yeah. So um, at the end of last year, I came out with a new business. It's called Euflora. Um, and I basically create custom succulent arrangements for, you know, gifts, home decor, home staging. Um, and really it was an effort for me to still get to stretch my creativity and still get to, um, you know, play around with plants um, that wasn't on such a large scale. It's mm -hmm. not something that I, that's just not something that's possible right now. But I wanted to still be able to, you know, make cute little buddy friends really like my little friends <laughs> and just sharing that with everyone you know it's like I think having plants in a space just brings life and energy mm. into like an otherwise possibly stale environment they're pretty to look at they're fun they make people smile and that's really what was behind you Flora mm -hmm. me creating that and because also I'm so just plugged into the matrix at any given day because of my other job where I'm always designing and creating websites and just very tech heavy. This was a complete like contrast to that. I felt like going back into planting um, before I even started Euflora, you know, when I would spend time in my garden that's my most authentic self to me. Mm, like, I'm not mm. trying to be anyone. I'm not trying to, you know, um, put up an image of myself. It's what lights me up, really. Um, and I'm just fortunate to get where I'm at, where I'm at now and having both of these businesses, although very different, mm -hmm. you know, serve very different purposes in my life. I love that. I feel like I'm still reeling in from 2019, to be honest. Really? Yeah. But, you know, in all very good ways. Mm -hmm. All very good ways. I think it was just like I was so focused on getting things off the ground. Right. Trying to do a good job, trying to set my foundations. And now I kind of have a little bit of time to soak it all in and just mm. enjoy what I've created. Which if you asked me like five years ago if I was going to be in this position, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you because you you took that leap. And I remember you reaching out and alongside other incredible women in our community and just kind of asking for advice, asking for how can I make this transition smooth for myself? I feel like you prepared yourself so well to be 
in the position you're in. And then you also have like taken the time to reflect, which I think is kind of rare in the entrepreneurial world. Maybe now it's a little bit more common, but I feel like everyone's mindset is go, go, go. And mm-hmm. like, don't look back and like, you know, mm-hmm. just keep looking forward. And um, I think you do such a great job of creating that balance within yourself and knowing like when to take a break, when to honor yourself first. And that was something that I learned from you, especially when we worked together in the last year. Um, For those who don't know, since Ian and I own a production company and we do photo and video and Celeste's web design, it was just like a perfect fit where Mm -hmm. we worked on a few projects together and got to launch some incredible, really fun brands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like getting to work in the same space and, and understand like what our needs were and like how we could balance each other out in our workflow. It just, it was so nice. And um, I think you do such a great job at literally taking the time to, like you said, you're still reeling in the energy from 2019. And I feel like if it wasn't for us moving into this new space, I feel like I would be in the same position of just kind of reflecting on 2019, all of the things that we have done, um, what we could do better and celebrating yourself, right? And especially because you, you just celebrated a birthday and yeah. we're celebrating you tonight and you and Max. And it's important to take that time and be so intentional with the energy you're putting out because you don't want to speak too soon. You don't want to like, I guess, you know, dance with two left feet, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I think you're doing such a great job and you've already gotten – done so much like like working with um what do you call it property staging right? oh yeah 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 <laughs> and like through euflora and you just uh-huh. started euflora like yeah. just on the whim like a few months ago which mm-hmm. is so crazy because you know when you told me the idea I was like that is so you yeah you know you always tend to our plants in our old studio and you always like had so much love to give um But that also brings me to something you shared with me um, recently about how you got, what influenced you to be so hands-on with, like, plants and, like, what nourished that love for it. Like, I'd love to hear more of your story and how. Yeah. Um, So I think from an early age, I knew that I was creative, but I didn't know how to exercise that creativity. Because, you know, not to like get too into it, it's just the Asian mentality of like, you got to do really well at school and you kind of have to go through this like trajectory of life and all these things. Um, And so uh, part of that was like, I knew that I had gotten a lot of my love for plants and creativity from my dad, but I think it took me so long because I was, that was something that I had to sort out for myself, like is this something that I should pursue? Is this something, like, would it be selfish for me to pursue it? Mm. Um, And really kind of just um, coming to terms with a lot of, like, my childhood and, like, identity crises, you know, having moved from one place to another. took me some time to really, like, come into my own, I think, and I'm I'm still there, um, and I'm still 
figuring out what that looks like for me. But one thing that I knew in my bones was anytime that I was out, like nature is my default setting, <laughs> I think. Um, anytime I'm feeling not very good about myself or I need to be reflective, introspective, I need some alone time, I always go to the woods or I always go and like I'll go on a hike anywhere where I'm outside really I'm like I feel very close to nature in that way I know that you know some people like feel very energized when they're out with other people or they're you know communing with uh, socializing and being out in groups and for me I think the most regenerative um, sages and feelings that I, I have are when I'm out in nature mm. and and then that's kind of like how it clicked, you know? I was like, well, I feel really good about this and I would like to feel like this more often. Um, how, can, how can I make that into a reality? Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I actually, I came about the thought of Euphora for a lot of different reasons. One, I wanted to get to work more with plants. Another one was, oh, like what am I gonna send my bridesmaids for like their gifts or something like that. I was looking to be, I was looking to flex, not flex, but I was looking to stretch some creativity in that sense. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's where I, I had asked an old client of mine, hey, I know that you, you know, you have a succulent business and I know you're moving out of the country. Um, is there a way that I could maybe take some of your old stock, you know, and I just wanna create something really really cool with them and I lucked out and she basically said hey you know your timing couldn't have been more perfect like I'm just trying to give these away so if you want them they're yours and that's kind of how it all began that's how I got the stuff that I could start with and I just went with it really mm -hmm. just ran with it made some cute little planters just sent them to friends because I don't know I was like hey you have an office. This might be cute there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a studio. You'll probably love this little friend. Um, and yeah, that's, I feel like nature is like my home girl, you know? Girl. Mother nature is my home girl. I should be on a shirt. <laughs> I know. Ooh. All right. Manifest. Yes. We're manifesting that on a shirt. I love that. And then branded with you, Flora. Yeah. I'd totally be into that. Max had an idea. He wanted a shirt that said plant daddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. That is hilarious. So oh, my gosh. You guys are just too precious. Also, side note, let's just talk about how uh, Max and Celeste met because I was there <laughs> and I take partial credit for it. You should. Because um, – I was like, Max, we gotta, we gotta like do, we gotta hang out and co-work something. And then it happens to be at West Bean. And then Celeste was working at the time. And then I see her come in and give him like a, like a fresh cup of coffee. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then give him a little wink. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and here they are now, which and is kind of amazing. Yeah. So I love that. Love you too. I think you two are just precious people in my life. And I know you, the way that you serve others as well is fascinating and amazing. I could go on and on. I'm like your biggest fangirl, but oh. like, um, yeah. I'm your biggest fangirl. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what I want to talk about. I know you and I have talked about it like 
off air or whatever, but like how important it is to surround yourself with other empowering like-minded women. And yes, I consider myself empowering because that's my mission in life. That's my Mm -hmm. passion. That is what I want to offer to the world is also empower other women and women of color to create the life that they've always dreamed of, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, coming to San Diego, um, I, one of the reasons why I fell in love with this place to begin with was because of how big the Filipino community is out here. And that was something that I was really missing for a long time because that wasn't something that I was really exposed to when I was like living in Philadelphia. Mm. So coming out here, I, I feel like I found a tribe, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, when I was listening to Shay's podcast, I was like, yes, girl, get it. Like, finally, <laughs> we have, like, representation. Yes. You know? And I think that that alone to me is empowering. Seeing somebody else, you know, you, Jamie, Shay, Riza, like, all of these amazing women who are really paving the way, like, paving their own way, right? Like, they're blazing their own roads basically their own paths and that to me is just that's what I want in my life Mm -hmm. and that's what I want to give to other people who are in this position that we're in because who else is going to root for us but us yes right exactly girl absolutely oh I love it and I'm so excited for what us women are creating I remember um I think Shay posted a statistic recently about how Women-owned businesses earn $1.8 trillion a year. And I'm like, yo, that number is going up, you mm-hmm. know? Like, especially when, when, we, when we talk more openly about money, when we talk more Absolutely. openly about our experiences, when we talk more openly about letting each other in as women. Because for the longest time, we've been told, like, oh, other women are a competition, mm-hmm. right? Which is so crazy because I've always – I've always seen that happen to me personally when I would go to um, networking events or, you know, other types of events in the community where it just, I didn't click with the other women there or maybe it was just some sort of disconnect Mm -hmm. or maybe they all came in clicks and I didn't have one because Mm -hmm. I had this experience that like, okay, well, I want to like meet other women and introduce myself and tell them what I do and like I want to hear what they do because I'm just so fascinated with how different our lives are but yet we are still so connected absolutely so I feel this rise of empowerment amongst women and supporting one another and like defining girl power as more than just like oh, yay, like, we're all women, rah, rah, Mm -hmm. rah, but more like, oh, we're fucking women, hear us roar, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think, like, so you bring up the conversation about, or the topic about money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's really interesting to me because as a person who, you know, is going into entrepreneurship, I'm going into my second year now, money is something that I want to talk about. Mm. But I feel like us as women, we either put shade on other women who want to talk about money Mm. or talking about it in general because it's taboo to talk about money Mm -hmm. in society at large. Right. Right. 
and this whole like don't show them your vulnerability like don't show them your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities because we you know exactly there are there is a side of being a woman in womanhood where it, it is a little competitive which that sucks you know yeah. I think that you have your crown. I have my crown. They're different crowns. But we all get a shot. But we all get, mm-hmm. exactly. We all can take space. We all can take, we all can take space for what we believe in, for the work that we're trying to do in the world. And that should never be a competition. Although it is at some yeah. points. But, you know, going back to your original point earlier, I think that it's so, I, to me, it's amazing that, I now have a, I feel like I'm part of a tribe where we are all doing something different, but complementary to each other. Yes. Nobody is necessarily competing for that same space because mm-hmm. what, the things that I'm not good at, I look to you for because I know you're great at them in the same way that someone else might, you know, not feel comfortable doing this. And I can hopefully step in and give assistance to that. Right. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer that high tide lifts all boats. Yes. You know? Yes. So I'm trying to make a tsunami, girl. Oh, okay, girl. <laughs> Shoot. Where do we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's uh, especially you bringing up the point about taking up space. Um, there's so much I could say about this, but it's so important to welcome other women from different backgrounds, from different upbringings, from who are a different race, who are like, who have different interests even, and just like allow them to take up space in your life. And I love that you also bring how, bring up how it's almost shameful or kind of disapproving for you to be vulnerable, but I feel like there's so much power in vulnerability. I remember sharing um, sometime last year when we did open up the studio, um, our first one, and it was a live event with Kelly, and I was being interviewed and talking about openly about money, about how we pretty much max out our credit cards to get all the things to fit in our studio, mm-hmm. and we we took that risk because we knew it was worth taking. You know, like yes, our score took a hit or whatever but like we knew that if we didn't do that we wouldn't have created the space that people used for their own events that that people would rent for their own photo shoots and a space that where people felt welcome like we really were so intentional about creating that space and talking about money I think you know luckily we're we were in a place where we could also make that money back because we knew what we were investing in mm-hmm. we weren't taking like senseless risks it was mm-hmm. very calculated it was very like great we have this space and then these are the things that we need um like a kitchenette a microwave a fridge all right. the things that are now in this other space that mm-hmm. we're in and you know like I was very open about that and a lot of women came up to me and commended me of like, thanks for being honest. And I was like, you know what? Like, there needs to be more honest conversation about money. Absolutely. Because how else are we going to make 1.8 trillion more if we don't talk about it? How are we going to get how are we going to get into the light if we can't get out of the darkness? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I think that there's a, it's like shrouded in like 
taboo or mystery, like talking about money. And it's frustrating because I think, you know, nowadays it's really easy to get caught up in, in all of the Instagram highlights mm-hmm. and all the beautiful things. But nobody really talks about how people are getting there. Like what are, what is actually happening behind the scenes Mm-hmm. And I think that opening that up, you know, going back to the vulnerability thing, if anything, it shows bravery. It shows courage that, hey, I know I'm working on these things and it's probably not going to, you know, this is not how some other people might do it. But in my circumstance, in the time of my life that I was, this is what made sense and this mm-hmm. is what's helping me get there. And somebody else might find that valuable. You know, I don't like, and I think the whole icky part about talking about money is that it's like a competition. Oh, it's like she made more or like, you know, they invested more in this. And it's really not that. It's just opening up the conversation to be like, hey, what's the best way for us to to go about this? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do we get a loan? Do we get, do we open up a new credit card? Like, what do we do? And that's one of a little off tangent. Going into entrepreneurship, I've noticed that I've just been really into self-help and like self-improvement recently. Mm -hmm. And finances is something that I'm really, really passionate about. I'm not going to say that I'm good at it. I'm still learning. But it's one thing that I wish for every woman entrepreneur and every woman out there really to like, you know, get good with money, girl. Like, Mm. because at the end of the day... You need to be able to get your back. Mm-hmm. And that's empowering, right? Yes. Like money, money to me, and I actually like learned this from Marie Forleo. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. But her relationship with money is that it flows through her freely. She is just a medium. She's yes. just an avenue. And money enables her to do more work, do more, give more of what she's already giving in a better, bigger way so that she could change more lives. Yeah. And I want my relationship with money to be more like that. Yes. And that is so powerful, having that money mindset and and understanding that it is energy that flows. And yes, it is like an actual dollar bill or, you know, money that flows into our bank accounts. And that was something Eden and I both practice like – every day is understanding that we are abundant and what we're creating is an avenue for the abundance to flow and you know like because we do want to provide a resource it's not just for us like of course we we want the pretty shiny things at the end of the day we want to know that we are financially able to provide the resources and tools for other entrepreneurs and creatives in our community because we felt like we didn't have that opportunity five, six years ago Mm -hmm. to take up space, Mm -hmm. to create our own things, to put ourselves out there even. And social media, thankfully, works as that tool and that platform to share our voices in our own unique way. And yes, some others can say that it's it's a facade, but I think it's just how you use it that really dictates your relationship with social media and so on and so forth, you know? I agree. It's it could be it could be whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? And too, like on that note, 
which is like a little side tangent, but how you put something out there is not necessarily how it's going to be interpreted. Mm. But that's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Our goal, my goal, is to put out good work that helps people. Yes. If that's somehow, you know, misunderstood in a, in a different light, then that's too bad. But if it's serving someone, that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too. It's because like you have to understand who your audience is, right? Mm-hmm. You have to understand who you are creating this for. And not only is it for yourself, but you have to like actually idealize like who is my target audience? Who, Where do they shop? What do they do? What do they wear? What what podcast do they listen to, right? Like you have to get so specific to create that like, again, that avatar of who, not just who's going to like purchase my product or who's going to work with me or hire me, but who is going to be a part of my tribe? Who am I going to create this for? And that's something that I've been working on for my personal brand for the last year, I feel like, especially after starting our business and kind of creating this, this entity of futures past of like, okay, cool. Like we, we create videos and content for those who want to take their branding to the next level through visuals, right? Because Mm -hmm. yes, we understand that the quality that they're like, they understand that they're investing in quality, not just someone who has a camera, Mm -hmm. right? Because anyone and everyone can shoot XYZ, but can they shoot it how we do? We have two cinematographers on our team. You have a whole production team behind you. Like, we produce great work for those who want it. Yeah. But not just, you know, we're not for everybody. And that's also understanding that, too, is that the work that you're going to put out, people will perceive it how they will. But sometimes it's just not your audience, you know? And also that – And that's okay. mm Mm-hmm. And even in real life, you understand like, hey, like that person's not for me. Like kind of like understanding Mm -hmm. like your tribe can't be everybody. Like when you're building this community of your own and you understand like what your values are and who you're trying to attract and who you want to be around, you know, you're going to come across some people who just you don't Don't vibe with. Of course. You don't you don't feel it. And you're like, you know what? It's fine. Like they're doing their thing. I respect them. Amazing. But eh, just not my cup of tea. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's space for everyone. Exactly. There's room for everyone. You know, it's there's no one way of doing anything, mm-hmm. right? And I that's the beauty of it is that there's all of these different avenues. You know, like I'm friends with other web designers. I'm friends with other people who are plant designers, and we're all cool, yeah. right? Because the way that they are going about their business is going to be different from mine. Who they're serving is different from the people that I'm serving. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a little bit of overlap there, but, you know, it's all how you see it, right? Like, it's Absolutely. it's not a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, exactly. So going back to, like, the abundance thing, it's – there's not one piece of the pie in that it's finite. There's more. There's so much more. Ooh, I love that. And – just because somebody else got something, it does not take away from your plate. Mm-hmm. If anything, maybe teaming up might fill your plates even more. Yeah, you know, girl. And that's another thing that I um, that I was really, really um, hoping to get to do more this year um, is just showing up for my community. 
even if it's showing up to an event, talking to someone online, answering questions, mm-hmm. you know, just being out there and being in the company of other great women. Yes. That in and of itself is super empowering. You know, it's like, yeah, I want the juice that you that you're sipping on. Mm-hmm. Like I want that girl. Mm-hmm. Can I put coffee in that? <laughs> <laughs> right, please. Oh, I love it. Yes. And I think it's what Shay said in her la- in the last episode and she was talking about how there is this rise of taking online experiences and turning them into in real life experiences, right? Like there's so much power in actually face-to-face connection conversation because yeah people can take whatever you say online out of context yeah because they don't understand the tone of your copy or what have you but when you actually create this face-to-face connection which is why I love only doing this podcast in person is because to me it's 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 more genuine you know to me it's it's like there isn't some like a middleman of like zoom or skype like in between, yeah. I guess, like I get to experience this face to face and really like look into your eyes <laughs> and have this conversation and like laugh and yeah. enjoy each other's company, which I think is a really big thing for me. And and um, like one of my la- my love languages is quality time. So this is like how I like gain that energy is from like getting people to have a conversation with me on this blue couch. But um, I think, I think I'm on like a tangent right now, but I do think that putting yourself out there into the community is so powerful because the more that, the more energy you pour into that, the more you'll receive and not just like your clients and stuff, but like you just get to create more bonds and friendships. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's as easy as like committing to one a month, like going to creative mornings every last Friday, mm-hmm. that's how I started. That's how I started like just meeting new creatives and meeting other people in this industry that I never even knew existed until like I heard about it. And I was like, Oh, creative mornings. I need to go. Yeah. And then there's free coffee. And sometimes there's donuts and it's in this <laughs> beautiful venue at the library. Like this is so cool. Sometimes it's burritos, girl. <sighs> I didn't. Sometimes what? it's chilaquilas. Oh, what? It is a treat every time. Damn. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I ever gone to those. <laughs> it's funny because I actually, uh, this is like kind of bad, but I've been, I've been really active in creative mornings, but on the volunteer side. So right. it's another, it's another facet of, of creative mornings. And it's, it's cool because I get to, so I, volunteer in the coffee section mm-hmm. with Max and it's nice because I feel like I get to leave I get to relive my coffee roots <laughs> <laughs> once a month once a month I get to like hey hotter ice got it <laughs> um but it's it's just really interesting being on that other on that other end and you know like actually getting to see everybody that comes along you know like in the line like hey we're we're all here we showed yeah. up Mm-hmm. Friday morning before work, we're all here. We're all trying to learn and connect, and yes. that's really powerful. Absolutely, being being around people who, like you said, like I didn't even know all these people existed. There are all these like creative people, and I feel like, at least for me, because I work from home so much and I work remote, that it's I forget how important connections are, mm. and I think like reeling in from 
working at West Bean and, you know, being in front of people all the time, like being in other people's lives all the time. And then like all of a sudden it's just me. It's crickets. (laughs) It's really nice to get out of the house. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of us entrepreneurs want, right? Just like that work from home life is great because yes, you get to set your own schedule. You can wake up at noon if you want to, but like there's nothing more special than like sharing a cup of coffee with someone, inviting someone out to happy hour or like, hey, I thought of this networking event and I thought of you to go. Do you want to come? And like, just like, right, I told you about she minds her own business and stuff. And it's it's just really neat to kind of just continue filling up that cup, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think there's so many brilliant things brewing in our community, especially in San Diego, just because there hasn't been a lot of shine on our community. And I want to change that. Like, I want, like, I want you to shine, You're girl. You're doing it, girl. Like baby steps, right? Like yes. like you said, what you said earlier about like, well, you didn't say it directly. You were talking about like this, that, that, that whole like finite thing. It reminded oh, me yeah. of Simon Sinek's like the infinite game. And like Absolutely. you're here for longevity. And yep. if you're really in it, you got to take your time. Like you're not going to see results in like a couple weeks. Just like if you go to the gym consistently and then like you put those muscles to work. It's the same thing. Yeah, especially it's a marathon. Exactly, it's a fucking marathon. Absolutely, and it's like it's it's true because I, and I think that kind of lends a little bit into the glorification of hustle. Mm. And as much as I'm a hustle girl myself, I don't, you know, I do relate to that word in some sense, but I also know that it could be a lot. You know, like we are not robots. Mm-hmm. Like why, why are we, why are we grinding so hard for what? Yeah. What is it that I am doing that I am exerting all of this effort for? And I had to kind of get back to that a little bit too because I was like, okay, I'm definitely grinding. Not really proud of it though. Like I feel mm. like it shouldn't. It shouldn't feel like this. I want to do this, and I have no problem like grinding it out. But I want to feel fulfilled. What is it that I'm actually trying to do? And mm. that really just came to me recently. You know, I think like the first year, it was like I'm gonna do it all because I wanted all the clients. And right. Now, now having gone through that, I kind of know where my strengths are, and I know where to when to ask for help same Mm. thing that's how we kind of started working together right it's like hey you guys have this client they needed a website I was like okay great like they're gonna handle the photos it's gonna be amazing and I get to do what it is that I'm really good at and I Mm -hmm. actually enjoy um but it's a learning curve you know and it's like you said or maybe I said it I don't know Mm -hmm. um just going back to like the hustle thing it's there's there's a balance right Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. with anything this is another thing that I learned recently is that for every light there is a shadow there's for every you know like the yin and yang right it's like for every good thing there's an equally bad thing if you go Mm. too much into one spectrum Mm -hmm. if you go too much on the other side that's also bad right so it's just like 
that constant, okay, let me find the sweet spot. Let me find the sweet spot of like where, how can I, how can I continue to be productive and keep putting out good work, but only to a point that I feel good about it. They actually, you actually turned me on to that podcast, which was, um, it's a Jenna Kutcher podcast about defining what is enough for you, yes. defining what, what success is for mm-hmm. you. Because I think we had this conversation late last year and I was kind of ruminating on this for a while. And I was like, girl, I feel like I'm doing it all, but I don't feel fulfilled. Like, mm. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm still not doing enough. And you, you, you came in at the perfect time and you said, girl, you need to listen to this podcast. It's basically, you know, you defining what is enough for you. What is going to, when is your, your plate full? Yes. Instead of saying yes to it all because you feel obligated to say yes. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really helped me grow so much because now, now I, I can safely be like, okay, I'm going to do all these. I'm going to do these three things. These are my priority for the day. If I get more, than, more done than what I prioritize, that's a bonus. Yes. But knowing, it was like, okay, this is enough. You don't need to. You don't need to go at it for 12 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to, if you really have the time, but it's not required. Um, yeah, exactly. Right? You can, we can massage our own time and our own productivity, either, you know, however which way we want. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that freedom to get to do that. I love that you touched on what it means to have enough in your life. Because we all set really lofty goals, right? Like whether that is exceeding six figures or getting X amount of clients or being able to travel while on the job. And as much as we work towards those goals, sometimes you don't hit them. Then we like tear ourselves down personally. And I think it's so important for people to understand what is enough for them. What is a monthly number that they're okay with? You know, it would be even better if they exceeded, of course, but like, think about like your necessities and your, and like what bills you do have to pay. Do you have overhead? Do you need to feed yourself? Obviously, Mm -hmm. you have to feed your dogs. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to, to obviously dream big and have big lofty goals, but we also don't set that like standard for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that you brought that up in that episode with Jenna Kutcher, which is so great because she does talk about like, what is enough for you? Is traveling to one place that you could drive to every single, like every other month good enough for you? Mm-hmm. Is it better, you know, is it better for you to set a monetary goal of what meets your standard of living Right? So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how how we measure ourselves as entrepreneurs and women and as women of color who mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs. Everything. Just I feel like there's always this impending doom of like, oh, if you don't achieve this, you're a failure. But mm-hmm. really, like it's what we say to ourselves and it's it and it's how we set those goals for ourselves personally and we set the standard of what is enough for us so that we can celebrate that and understand that like hey i achieved this and this is cool like i'm chilling yeah for sure 
I think for me, that that was definitely like a huge thing because I was like, okay, like when I took the leap, I had given myself, I was saving. So I had a little bit of cushion. I was like, okay, this is there to catch me in the times that I'm not going to be able to make it. And I did use it. I, I did touch it once. But I think from there, I was like, okay, I just need to get real with the numbers. What is, what do I need to maintain what I have going on now? Mm. Going back to like the longevity, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just trying to make it through this year. What's going to, what is, how, how can I get there without losing my mind, mm-hmm. right? Because you're right. Like we set all of these like, such such lofty goals sometimes and yes they're great because it keeps us motivated but I think the more important question is like but why that goal what is what is a thought process as to why you feel you need to have this mm-hmm. everybody's gonna have a, a different you know answer to that because we all want different things but I think getting back into like you know like for me one of my things was oh I need to make X amount of money my first year, which I didn't meet. I was like a few grand short, which is like actually not even that bad. But because of that, I was so hard on myself. I was like, Mm. you're a freaking failure. I can't believe you let this happen. And of course, like just like the whole negative narrative started and it was spiraling around. And then I had to like stop myself and say, girl, you did great. You did good. That was your first go at it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's not a fail, right? It's, I actually learned this. I think it might be from Errol Gerson. I don't remember exactly, but his acronym for fail is first attempt in learning. Oh, I like that. Love it. Because then it changes the perception in your head that it's, in, it's, not, it's not like the end all and be all. Mm. You can try again. Mm-hmm. No one's mm-hmm. stopping you. You just need to want to try again. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I think like shifting the 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 mindset for me of what failure was and what success was and what enough was was really important. Because what enough what was enough for me, that to me was my baseline. It's like, okay, this is what we need. Anything over this is good. Anything over this is profit. And so even just, you know, thinking about that number, really kind of breaking it down, like, well, what would that look like a month? And if some months I don't meet that, that means I need to, like, make it again, and like, or I need to make it more on some months, and that's okay. I think confronting that number was, like, the biggest first step for me. Mm. It was like, okay, so anything that is not... Anything that doesn't that will contribute to that is like not really gonna be worth my time at this point. So I just need to keep you know, massaging that, keep working wow. on it. And you know, and, and and another thing too is like you can always pivot. Just because you decided that you were gonna do something, it doesn't mean that you can't change course. It doesn't mean that you can't take a detour. Like you can still end up at your same destination. It's just mm. a different route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like just letting go of the idea that success is like this linear thing. Like if I'm going to work, if I work my ass off, I'm going to be fine. But sometimes the reality is like you can work your butt off, but if you're not smart about your decisions, you could, it could not work out for you. 
And so, yeah, just kind of getting down to like the basics of what I needed for myself and how can I take care of myself and make sure that I'm going to keep going because I want to keep showing up for my community. Yeah. You know, and there we go again, like going back to like my relationship with money. I want to see it as like it just flows through me. I am just an avenue where money can flow in and I create this magic that somebody else can enjoy. Yeah. Which in turn will create that own flow of money. You know? Mm. Instead of making it this very like hard like I need X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. I was like, but do you though? What why do you feel like you need to make six right. figures in your first year of business? Right. In your second year of business. Exactly. And and also are you actually adapt to make that kind of money? Ooh, right? Girl. Because we're all growing. Spill the thesis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're also growing. We're also figuring it out. Just because you didn't make it this year doesn't mean you're not going to make it in five. Doesn't mean you're right. not going to make it in two years. Mm-hmm. But the more important mm-hmm. part is like you need to make sure that you can keep going yes. for five years. That you can keep going after that. Again, the longevity game. Longevity. And it's it's so important because like that's another thing. It's just like, you know, like starting a new business is not easy for one. And then to start a business and then want to make six figures, mm-hmm. that's not easy either, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like, like compounding these these challenges yeah yeah it's not that it's impossible to to attain but it's uh, that's another thing I learned is managing my expectations of myself because I was like okay I'm gonna work 10 hours today 12 hours today I'm gonna hit this 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 and this but you know even when I had those nights and when I had those days where I would do that and I would hit all the things like I didn't feel any better about it mm-hmm. you're like okay great I'm done yeah but and I'm it, fucking tired but I'm <laughs> yes I'm exhausted yes I'm cranky I don't want to talk to people like it brings out a side of me that I don't necessarily like and I'm not really gonna be as effective in my community if I keep operating that way because mm. I'm just gonna be a grumpy old lady Right? And no one wants a grumpy old lady. Nobody wants a grumpy old lady. Nobody wants a grumpy old lady. Everybody loves a sweet old lady who bakes (laughs) cookies. In your case, cute little planters. My cute little planters. (laughs) Um, I love that you bring that up. I think it's having, not just managing our expectations, but holding ourselves accountable. Because I like that you said that. It's so important for you, for us, to... Put what we can achieve because, like, obviously, I actually heard this today. Um, not to create a to do list, but my they like named it something else, like my making magic list, or like naming it something else so it's not like the dreaded to do list. Yeah, because when you put a negative connotation to it, you don't want to do those things, so it's painful, right? And it kind of has like that, oh man, I have all these tasks to do, yes. and Uh, I don't really want to get to it. But when you change the name of that list, when it's like, or it's, it's giving you that shift in perspective of, I don't, it's not that I, obviously we need to do these things, but it's just like, I get to do these things. I get to do these for myself and for my client. I get to create a website for them. I get to take photos for this counseling client. I get to create a video and produce this video for coffee and combos, whatever it is. Right. So instead of like, Oh, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shifting that again, that attitude, that, that attitude towards yeah. it. And that's so important. It's everything is just like a shift in your mindset and a shift in your perspective 
so that you look at it differently, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I, I know I've personally come from like a lot of negative talk for myself. So it took me a lot of inner work and just telling myself like, I could do this, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. to really get into a place where I can manage my own expectations and hold myself accountable because of course I want as much as I want to like be successful and reach those six figures. I can't do that if I'm not working on myself first. And I can't do that if I'm not managing my expectations and communicating with my team. I can't do that if I'm withholding my emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, so much inner work that needs to be done to get to that place yeah. of whatever success and happiness looks like to you. Um, I actually wrote a, there was an exercise at an event I went to last week and they were talking about, they had us do two, like when we first got there, we were each giving notebooks and then we were, we were each to write two things that we're struggling with. And then, um, we had to say that out loud in front of 50 women. And you know how intimidating that is. Like, okay, I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm struggling financially. I'm struggling with my self-worth. I'm struggling with my love life. I'm struggling with whatever it was. Like, it was just so interesting to hear other women's perspectives because from what I noticed, at least 80% of those women did not feel worthy enough or good enough to achieve the success or happiness in their life. And me being one of those people, I was just like, shit, like that's crazy. And then the next part of the exercise was to turn those, um, turn the struggles into affirmations. So again, the power of words and how we speak to ourselves and how we think, it all starts with us. And I had to turn that like struggle with, putting my worth in my failures and really putting that worth in the abundance that I do attract and that I am worth celebrating myself and the happiness and success that I do earn. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I forgot what I wrote verbatim, but it was something along the lines of I am worthy of abundance and I am capable I'm like yeah I'm worthy of abundance Mm -hmm. and celebrating myself for my successes and happiness because we don't do that you know at least I don't do that and Mm -hmm. um yeah just taking the time yeah Yeah. (laughs) taking the time to celebrate your wins for sure because it's so it's really easy to get stuck in the grind mm-hmm. you know when you're on the hamster wheel and you're grinding it out day in and day out it's so easy to actually look over all of your wins and look over all the things that you've accomplished and that lends to that negative self-talk but in actuality like you're not you're actually doing great you know mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I it's true I, I think that you know, all of these things are obviously, like, connected, right? Like, yes. your self-worth and, like, your boundaries and all these things. Um, but going back to, you know, the abundance thing. So this was, like, one thing that I I did a lot last year in terms of, like, trial and error about, like, the things that are going to – might work for me, the things that probably won't work. And the two major things that has really helped me – is now I keep a gratitude journal. Actually, three things, sorry. 
I keep a gratitude journal and it's great because the prompts, it's called the five minute journal, I think. And the top part is like, okay, what are you grateful for? The middle part is what would three things, like if three things, these three things would be amazing if they happened today. And then you write a mantra. And then at night, before you go to bed, you look back at what you wrote and then you kind of have a tally of like all the good things that happened that day. Mm. Just, you know, you just put in three sometimes, like I'll put in more if, if more needs to go. But that's really helped me kind of just circle back on myself and be mm. like, hey, girl, you did a good job. You crushed it today. And I hope you know that. These things that you said would be great to happen today, you made it happen or it happened somehow. Either the universe sent it to you, someone else in your life came and like took care of that for you, but it happened and today was a great day. And I hope that you sleep well knowing that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one thing that's had, that has had a profound, super profound impact um, in my life. And the mantra that I, that I use, and I still use daily, is I am abundant. I receive and give in abundance. The universe takes care of me. And anything I don't know, I can figure out. Wow. I love that. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> Same, girl. And that's, oh. that has been such an anchoring force for me this year. With everything that's happened and all the good and all the crazy. I'm reeling in still, like I said, from 2019. Like, oh, I got engaged. <laughs> and all these things, you know, and, and and that really helps me kind of just put things into perspective. Like, yeah, you actually hit all the things you wanted to hit today and more. So you yeah. should give yourself a pat in the back, have a beer <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy. Yes. Um, oh, and then this is off tangent, but, you know, someone might, might find it um, useful. So I'm just going to say it anyway. The whole thing with the to-do list, right? So you said like, changing the name to something that's like not so like rigid like just changing like the way you perceive your to-do list or like mm -hmm. your attitude about it one thing that I've done this year is instead of having a daily to-do list I have a daily priority list but I have a weekly to-do list because then that way I give myself five seven days to like okay these are the things that need to get done in this time frame yeah so then I can find a way to get them all done instead of like, I'm going to do them all on Monday. Mm. And then by Tuesday, I'm toast. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a thing. It happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I have nothing left. <laughs> and I need I'll a week to recover. Week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't want to burn yourself out. And that's, yeah. that's something that happens so often, I feel, and something that we don't um, pay a lot of attention to. Um, but I absolutely love everything that you've shared from starting online on a blog and moving all the way to San Diego across the country to working for years for someone else and now owning your own business, two of them, <laughs> and thriving in your own way. I think it's so powerful and so amazing what you're contributing, not only to the community, but to yourself. And I think that alone speaks volumes, you know, like you, you took ownership of everything that you wanted to do and you did it. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. I want you to know that, you know, like I'm always rooting for me. you and I love 
every single time I see like a new website you worked on or like a, a cute little plant that you just made, you know, and I'm just like, dude, this is, I, there's just something so special when you do see those around you win, you know, and, and like putting themselves out there in their own way. Like every time I see Ian put in like, put out a new video or another like mindset Monday when I see you post these things about what you're working on. And when I see like Max talk about like him volunteering and really making an impact in his community, I think there's, there's so much that we all do that's so different, but to, to see those around you step into their power and contribute in, in their own way is amazing to me and I'm always like man that's so cool like you go you know like you keep doing that like I freaking love it and um I wanted to ask you a, f- a few last questions before we close out the pod but um what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who is looking to take the next step in their life whether mm-hmm. that is trying to be a part of a new community, whether that is to be an entrepreneur or whether that's to try something new. I feel like a lot of the listeners on Coffee and Combos hit a lot of different worlds, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of in-between that happens. I know that's where I came from and that's always like what I want to know is how can we develop ourselves further? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think, at least for me personally, what I've found to that has really helped was, so before I was um, going to make this leap, I had a lot of soul searching in terms of not just what my passion was, because I didn't think that that was enough, but I wanted to make a hybrid of what are my passions and what am I actually good at? Because doing the thing that you are good at, although it might not be your passion, really helps your confidence and really helps you to feel fulfilled because you are being of use or you are being of service to other people or whatever it is, you know? And to me, what I was really good at, strangely enough, and I didn't actually know this until I took that you know, little introspective journey was I'm really good at organizing. I'm really good at making, I'm really good at stabilizing chaos. And a lot of the times, um, I I didn't know what that looked like in the beginning. Um, But having gone through it a year, I was like, hey, I can actually, I can actually use this for my clients. And because I'm good at that, I feel, I feel fulfilled in a way that I don't get just from being passionate about something. Mm. Um, I think they go hand in hand, you know, like what, what it is that you like lights your soul on fire and what is it that animates you? What comes naturally to you? You know, it's like the path of least resistance, I think, because just going for your passion, although that is super, super powerful, sometimes it could be really intimidating because like how do you even start to like break down what your passion is like how do you even how do I implement that in my day-to-day how do I implement that as a service to other people and so 
finding a mix of like what you're passionate about and what you are innately just so, so good at. Your genius is what I like to call it. Mm. Um, is really going to, I think, set you apart because you're being of service to others and to yourself too. You're filling other people's cup and you're filling yourself. And that's really powerful. And that's like, that has some longevity that can really propel you and, and help you to keep going. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. It's like bridging the two, right? Your yeah. talents and your gifts and what you're actually passionate about. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. I 100% was just like, yes, girl, yes. <laughs> um, and my last question for you is if you can have a coffee and combos with anybody, who would it be? Is it like, is it open to anybody? Yes. Okay. I mean, dead or alive too, but like, you know. You, okay, you. dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think Michelle Obama. Such a good one. She is just a beacon of light for me. Like her, Oprah, Marie Forleo. Mm. I love her, man. She's just like dropping all the dropping all the gold, you know, and go and pick that gold up, put it in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like. Michelle Obama, probably, yeah. Oprah yeah. and Marie Forleo because yeah, strong, I – Strong, powerful women. Strong, powerful women who are also lighting the way for other strong, powerful women who want yeah. all women to be strong, powerful women. You know? That's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Like, yes. it's it's not about, like, that we're better, right? But, you know, we can have our own little thing and we're going to make a party out of it. And we're all going to shine – I got your crown. You got my crown. Good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Celeste, thank you so much for being here and sharing this awesome conversation with me. Thank you so much for having me, girl. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to give you a big old hug. But um, for those who would like to connect with you and find out what you're up to with your design work and Euflora, please let them know how to connect. Yeah, so – Depends what your flavor is. If you're looking for some techie stuff, check me out at CelestineFabros.com. And my Instagram for that is Celestine Designs. Um, and if you know you're more of a plant lady, you want to get back into nature, um, hit me up at Euflorabox. That's my Instagram. I'm working on the website, so that's coming. Really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you can find me for now. Thank you again. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.